0: Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redman. And we are here for the pilot episode of Cracker, which, if you haven't heard of Cracker, that's because you weren't around in the 90s. Uh, it was kind of a big thing, briefly. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that many seasons of it. There aren't that many episodes of it. But god damn, uh, when it was on fire, is there anything better than an episode of Cracker?
1: Well, I started the first episode, right, and going, oh, oh, this, this man. I know. I, oh, this man. Um, but no, I. By the end of it, it's just like, yeah, okay.
0: Uh, you're you're here for him, but yeah, they're here. For- Literally, like so, the episode opens with a brutal murder because it is a cop show. Yeah, (laughs) just an unbelievably brutal murder on a train. Uh, A woman has been stripped and uh, had her throat slashed and bled to death on the floor of this train. It's, I mean, it is an excessively brutal crime, right? Mm -hmm. And right away. You're like, ooh, this is this is not gonna be a fun one. And you know, how could it be? Yeah. Uh but yeah, you don't like it's it's kind of bracingly brutal, you know? D- does that does that make sense as a term bracingly brutal? Like it does it kind of takes your breath away. Well,
1: it takes your breath away, but they also don't spend a long time. So you no, don't
0: No, sp- no, they just flash over it. It's yeah. almost subliminal.
1: Yeah. Now, and it's just that you understand the full level of brutality when they're talking about it.
0: Yeah. No, you have oh. to have had that visceral response to it.
1: Yeah. So you, you can have, have the right
0: to... emotional reaction later.
1: When you're hearing about the different parts of it, right? Yeah. It was, this This man was brutal.
0: Yeah. But of course, before we see the murder, we do get our first introduction to Fitz, uh, our main character in Cracker listening to over the phone to dog track results yep and uh it's it's kind of very entertaining because then he goes in to give his little lecture and his lecture is uh before you can step 1 to becoming you know good at psychology throw out all the books lock yourself in a room for a week and figure out what's going on inside your own head first before you start re- uh, reading theory. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that. And then we meet Crocker. Yeah. Who, who obviously didn't do that before. 100%, it's like you're betting on the dog track. It's a real physician heal thyself type of situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. And he was late for the lecture and
0: everything else, right? And late to lecture. Because he wants to see if he's won, and spoiler alert, he did not win.
1: He well, is it,
0: terrible at picking horses.
1: Well, oh well, at picking dogs.
0: Sorry, I keep saying horses. Because, is, you know, it's and the thing is, it's important that it's the dog track because it's lower class than the horse track. Yeah, it's it's a it, it's a
1: fascinating picture of, um, I, like I think it's a really good place. Like they did a really good job of just showing up how truly messed up this man is and repercussions. Mm-hmm. Right, the reper- w we, we are witness to the final repercussions of his drinking, yep, his smoking. His, I mean, we see him numerous times, mm-hmm. and we're going we're going to very quickly in this the the first half of this. Figure out, you know, that this is a man with serious, serious problems who's not dealing with them. And and while you're watching this in this the first half, then all of a sudden you're going, well, geez, how can he be good at his job? And <laughs> what's his job anyway? Because you can't figure it out, really.
0: Nope.
1: You know. And because um, he's not like a Tony.
0: No. At not, all. not at all. Not at all.
1: Right, it's clear that he has something to do with psychology because he was in a lecture hall. Yeah,
0: students. he's <laughs> some kind of a professor, but he's certainly not a good lecturer.
1: Well, I think that he was fed. See, here's here's the thing. Again, physician healed myself. Yeah, he was, he was pretty fed up, mm-hmm. you know, with losing
0: at the track, and he takes that out on everybody.
1: He takes that out on everybody who is throwing books and throwing papers and everything else in the yep. class. And you're just going, Oh Lord. I mean he's got a point. Oh yeah. He's got a point, you
0: know. But it's like it's it's this great advice that he himself is not fantastic at taking.
1: Yes. And that's what we will find out throughout the three seasons that this is on.
0: Yeah. So then the cops show up at the trend. And one of them is Christopher Eccleston. I know. I've totally forgotten that he was the cop in the first season. Me too. Oh wow! Oh, he's fantastic.
1: Yeah, he's he, but and he's very young. Yeah. You know, it's got it's got to be twenty years. Well, yeah,
0: well, no, I mean, this is thirty years years ago. This is he's so young, and he's in his late twenties at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then we get the guy talking about, oh, we get the M.E. Well, not the M.E. yet. The M.E. is weird. We got the crime oh. scene guy talking about how the murder happened. And for some reason, he's an American. I didn't really get that. But like the crime scene guy is American. I'm like, are they trying to say something? Like, it's just it, it weirded me out that he was an American. And then. The moment where he's like wants to po he wants a picture with the blood spatter on the wall for his album. (laughs) Yeah, that makes perfect sense now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that makes perfect sense.
0: Oh god, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really rough, and but it's like Fitz is such a mess that he you know he has finished his little lecture. He goes to a he goes to a bar. Right. And he's like, oh, I guess I finally got to take the cab home, which is because he, he misses his bus. And then he has to, like, grab cash at home from his son. But his, to son, pay for the cab. Cab.
1: No, his son doesn't have any. But no, so that's what I'm he saying.
0: He goes to his son. Yeah. For then he goes to his daughter, his much younger daughter to get money. Yeah.
1: Neither of them have it, so he has to pay the cabbie in the check and doesn't even give the cabbie a tip.
0: Nope. Oh, he's and the worst. And he's
1: been smoking in the cab yep. even though it, there's a clear no smoking sign. The cab driver has tried to talk to him. This guy is a
0: self-important mess. Well, what's worse is that then his wife is like, yeah, we're supposed to be going out tonight to meet people. So don't get drunk.
1: And he he lifts up the bottle and says, well, not on this. (laughs) Before we go. Oh,
0: my God. Uh, And meanwhile, while we're we're seeing all of this, we do the silent notification of the parents of the woman who's died. And then we go to the club and we see Fitz being horrible.
1: I mean, he has. I'm not saying he doesn't have a point. No, he does have a point about, you know. (laughs) This woman who is a lecturer in women's studies and all this sort of stuff, but she pays her nanny less than she pays her cleaning lady, and yeah. she barely pays her cleaning lady a decent
0: wage. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad.
1: You know, I mean, he's got he's got a point. I could make that point too, but not the way Fitz did. No,
0: not the way Fitz does. And like, hey, we're and having a social night out. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're having not the a time or the place for this.
1: And then he go. he says well I'll pay and he goes and of course his credit card isn't being accepted yeah. so the other guy pays. Yeah. The other husband, it's two couples and they know one another, right?
0: Yeah. Oh and my his wife god. My works at the hospital. I do like the uh I do like that we'll we'll talk about this when you're sober.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about this when
0: you're sober. And uh, I think his Fitz's endeavor to never be sober though. <laughs>
1: Yes, well, he doesn't want to be sober. He doesn't want to stop gambling.
0: Yeah, and again, um, he's like, "Oh," uh, and he, the other guy has to uh, pay for it because they've got, run over fifty dollars, and they only take checks from people up to fifty pounds. Sorry, yeah. six pounds. Oh, and then Fitz has to admit, "Oh, by the way, I'm thousands of dollars overdrawn at the bank, and the credit cards are maxed out." Oh, also I put 5,000 pounds on the home loan and told them it was for a new bathroom and I forged her signature. Yes. So guess what happened oh. This is all
1: in the car drive home. This is all in the car drive and a, home.
0: And she's driving, of course. Of course, because he's okay, way too drunk. She? Yeah. So she packs up the younger kids and, uh... Takes off her mama. Although no, no, my favorite is her exit line. Uh yeah takes the young daughter away and then drives off leaving the teenage son. Uh but it's like <laughs> why couldn't you have gotten addicted to cocaine or heroin when you that way when and you did too when much, you had an overdose you <laughs> just <died>. die. <laughs> oh and then and oh. so you
1: understand that
0: yeah. this
1: has been a long years and problem.
0: years and years with it. Like, and she's
1: finally this. This was too much. Taking out a five thousand pounds, so it's ten thousand dollars, and this is in the yeah. early nineties.
0: Early nineties, so it's a good amount as, of money
1: on a second more as a second more, basically as a second mortgage on their home.
0: Yeah,
1: right is how it, how it's
0: going, and that that was it was just the evening, and yeah. then. All of the stuff. Well, no, but he drinks and he gambles and he smokes like the three most ruinous approved by society kind of, but they're the three most ruinous addictions you can have that are still approved by society.
1: Oh yeah. And he, and she just, I, I, do you know what? All I could do was, yeah, well, it was about time, I guess. How many times? And he's, because he does. Obviously, this is before. And he says, no, I'm stopped. I'm, I'm going to this time. And yeah. she's like, no. yeah, why couldn't you have picked an addiction like Harold? It's such a good line. At least, and when you overdose, you die. <laughs> yeah. Because his credit cards are all maxed out. Yep. And he's got to be making good money. His
0: wife works and makes good money. Yeah, but they're shockingly in debt. Because, again, he's a degenerate gambler. Yeah. He can't stop. He is incapable of stopping himself. So then we get uh, the next morning he wakes up to the news of the woman being murdered on the train and we see him reading the paper and crying because this was a student of his. Mm -hmm. This is someone he knows from the university and he is horrified and he finds out that she is the second in a series of brutal slashing murders that have happened around the trains
1: and we as an audience already know this because the cops we've
0: we've heard the cops talking about it but it's like Fitz's reaction is the intent is like the the big one meanwhile out of the train tracks some kids are walking along the train tracks having a time and they find a man out in the bushes and the cops rush over and they're like he's you know badly bruised he's horrible like he's horribly injured And he obviously like jumped off the train and like crawled into the bushes and then collapsed. And they're like, why would you do that? Well, probably because you just killed somebody. So because they're cops, their first assumption is he's got to be the killer. We're going to find out why. And to be fair, there is a bunch of blood on him. It's not there's, unreasonable that they think there's this.
1: blood on him. He's got he's got scratches on his face. Yeah, and not only that, it's within that the the um, within the
0: area of where the train was when it happened. When the per, when the porter
1: found the girl dead.
0: Yeah, uh, okay. he would have had to have left up uh, here shortly before the porter found the dead girl. Yeah, yeah, he would have had to jump off around that. So it does make sense they would think that. And so on his, for his part, while this is happening, Fitz goes to the girl's parents said, I knew her. I would like to help in any way I can. I'm a psychologist. I'm good at my job. Uh, let me help catch this killer. Yes. And he's sober at that point. And he's completely, to his credit, <laughs> he is sobered up before going to visit the parents. Yeah. He doesn't show up at their house, you know, a disheveled mess or anything like that. He is, you know, stable and respectful, exactly as he should be. So that is, at least he can clean himself up when it counts, right? Oh, yeah. When you saw
1: him on the the sofa, right? (laughs) Right. Because he slept on the sofa. He couldn't even make it up the stairs.
0: Yeah. And now we get the big reveal, which is the guy who fell out of the train now claims to have amnesia. Yeah. Doesn't remember anything.
1: Yeah, and that's 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 a big problem cuz says he can't have.
0: Yeah. And with this Unless. So we get into uh then the doctors are like uh <laughs> the doctors are like it can be emotional factors. It could be any uh any number of things. And then he and of course the cop is like let's just take him down to the police station and interrogate him and the doctors say, well, we think he, we think this is real. We think he actually can't remember. So let's try sodium pentothal, you know, get him relaxed enough that he can't lie. And the guy uh, says to the cop, prove to me while he's under pentothal, prove to me that I did this and I will happily confess. Yeah. I will be fine confessing.
1: Yeah. It, it It's a very strange. She has an odd reaction to things. An odd reaction. But yeah. if you can prove to me that I did this, because I don't remember the, anything, if you yeah. can prove to me that I did this, then I will confess. Yeah. And, and so I then,
0: will <laughs> Then we see Fitz at his office uh, treating someone who's talking about their uh, problems with their his wife, and he is not listening and not caring at all, because he's just thinking about the case. And then he finds out about the amnesia. Yeah. And then he finds out that the amnesia he's like, boom, that's my hook to get in.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so because, he's, yeah, because he's like, I'm a psychologist, the parents want me involved, I can figure this out.
1: Well, plus, you know, he he also is well aware of what they should be looking for. Yeah. You know, all of the physical signs that they should be looking for to okay. prove that it's actually really amnesia.
0: Exactly like he's an expert in this exact kind of field as he says i've forgotten more about amnesia than these doctors will ever know which is yes. a very cute line it's a very very cute line
1: yeah now this this guy doesn't even know his own name no he remembers nothing except that there's something yeah. weird going on so they they do is i initially they say we don't need a psychologist yeah that's that's Christopher Eccleston's because I don't know
0: what his name was. I think he's Beck. I think he's... Beth? There's two of them. There's Beck and Bill Burrow, and I don't remember if he's Beck or Bill Burrow, but it doesn't really matter no. if he's Beck or Bill Burrow. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is, no, we don't need a psychologist. We've got the guy. He yeah. And it turns out that, of course, the blood that he had was the same.
0: As the girl. Right. They have found the, the it. They he he has to be fair, again, to be fair, the girl's blood is on him and his fingerprints are on the door, the door of the the doorway of the place she was found. So it's like they have good evidence. They do have good evidence. And then we get what cops do when they have good evidence. They pull him out of the hospital. They drive him down to the police station. And they uh, just this, I mean, again, I written and performed this you're familiar with the concept of good cop bad cop and it's oh. like but except the two of them are both screaming at him simultaneously to try and like overwhelm him with stimulus mm-hmm. it's it's an amazing scene to watch yeah
1: because ultimately if he's not and he doesn't really react no, no. you know you have to understand of course there's also a driver yes you know, who's listening? who has to be listening to all of this. But um yeah, I mean it's you know, it it is um a oh it's a horrible scene.
0: Yeah, it really that,
1: that, is. That that scene, these, these cops mm-hmm. you know, badgering him and it Yeah. You know, you just kinda go, Oh Yeah oh.
0: I know. It's it's brutal to watch. Then we see Fitz trying to go see his wife and can't even get into her office. And his response to that is to go home and yell at his son. Yeah. Because come on, Fitz. Oh, be less of a cliche. Well,
1: yes. Well, no, Fitz is the classic of of people who go into psychology because they've got all these problems.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. somehow or
1: another think that studying psychology will help them fix themselves. And all they do is learn to lie to themselves even better.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a really good description of him as a person. It's like, watching, I'm like, how close is this going to be to uh, Wire in the Blood? And the answer is, not at all. Not at all. They are fundamentally completely different people.
1: Yes, he's married. He's got two kids.
0: Yeah. Whereas Tony Hill, like, he got into it because he doesn't feel like he's fully human and he needs someone to figure out, uh, you know, like he's a part of anything and he needs to figure out why.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's it. He just doesn't understand yeah. human beings at all. Yeah. And he doesn't know ultimately himself and he's very interested in all this stuff, but he doesn't care about normal social functioning. Mm-hmm. And um, But whereas... Fitz, yeah, he doesn't care about normal social functioning either, but he handles it very, very differently, and he knows what he's doing. Like Tony is sort of oblivious for the most part. Yeah. Whereas Fitz is completely aware of what he's doing. Oh yeah. You know, and and like a true addict, it's only when his wife li- leaves him, right? He's eaten. oh oh, I've lost something. Oh dear. Um. Okay. Now now I got a promise to be good. But mm-hmm. how many times you can only do it? can only promise to be good so many times. yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah, she won't even. and he does see her. he knows and and then he badgers he tries to badger the the receptionist so mm-hmm. letting him in. and she says, nope, Tony, not no. <laughs> stop it. No fits. no, not get letting him in.
0: Mm-hmm. He's been
1: trying to call her.
0: nope. Yeah. And so now the cops are in a bit of a bind, a pretty big bind, actually, because they have evidence that he touched the doorway. So he might have been in the room, but they can't find any of like he's scratched badly. But there's none of his DNA under her fingernails. There's no physical evidence proving that he was actually in the room. And there's little spatters of her blood on him, but he could have got that just being in the doorway. And more importantly, he didn't have the knife on him. And if he just jumped oh. out of the train and was unconscious for a day, shouldn't he have the knife on him? So they're searching for the knife, but they've got no physical evidence to tie it to him, and he won't confess. So they're running up the amount ima- they're running up against the time at which they actually have to let him go.
1: So who do they call in? I know, but
0: before they call in Fitz, we do get a great scene. Uh, Because the original thought was that he must be a manual laborer because he's got like thickly calloused hands, but they bring in an expert on linguistics to ask where he's from based on his accent. And so the expert uh, comes in, he's like, well, he's from the North originally, like Northwest, like Liverpool originally. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, and then he was in Italy or Spain somewhere like that for a while. But the last 15 years or so, he has been living down south around London. Yeah. And the key part is uh, that he's like, there's no way this guy is a manual laborer without education because he constructs sentences uh, perfectly. Like he knows yes. exactly how to construct a sentence. And he's like, uh, "I what is the example? My being this way, like, anno- uh, infuriates you or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, so he knows exactly how to phrase things passively in the correct format. And so they're like, no, this guy is educated.
1: He's well he educated. he can't
0: hide it. Yeah. So whatever it is, you know, he cannot hide the fact that he's educated if this is a game.
1: Yeah, and nobody's come looking for him either.
0: Yeah. And now, oh, we get the first of what is, the first, the first ever. And I mean, it's like... <laughs> It's weird to describe being getting so excited about this, but there, I I hate to overuse the term iconic, but this is the first time in the series we get a scene where Fitz sits down across from someone and, you know, proceeds to try to disassemble that person. It's like, this is what you come to the show cracker for. This is what we were promised. This is what we were promised with the closer that the closer could never deliver because it wasn't written by great writers. Right. But oh my God, watching this scene, this first scene. (laughs) Oh, and it's like going through all of the pieces. Right. And he uh, like showing how we gave you a thing to see what you could remember. Multiple choice. And he's like, I think there's something weird going on here. Because we gave you 10 multiple choice questions and you got all of them wrong. And mathematically speaking, you should have gotten three of them right because there yeah, was always said, three. He options. said if you threw, he said if you threw
1: darts at them, you would have gotten. If they're three blindfolded. Right. You would have gotten two or three right.
0: Yeah. So how could you have gotten all of them wrong?
1: Yes. Well, he has amnesia.
0: He has amnesia.
1: Complete and total utter yeah. amnesia is what he would argue, but Tony would say, "Nah." If he was but, guessing. I mean,
0: the the brutality of him jumping right into the rationalization of the misogynist mindset of women are there to be used by men. Oh, God. To see how the guy reacts to it. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> it is rough to watch. The first one is hard. It's hard. The next interview gets harder yep. to watch. Oh, it's so good. And then the third one is just like, well, yeah, shit. I know. But him going through, and the the horrifying thing is, and it goes to how great ah uh, he is, because he describes exactly what the killer did. Mm-hmm. He describes all of it perfectly, like exactly how we saw, exactly how we felt. The thing is, spoiler alert, you know, if you haven't seen this episode, the amnesiac is not the killer. He's not. Mm-hmm. So we're just spoiling that now. But the the genius of this episode and how it's structured is everything fits described is exactly how the killer behaves when we meet him. Yes. Like, he perfectly described the killer when he was talking to this guy. Yeah. He just had the wrong guy. Yeah. Which I think is pretty damn fantastic, actually. Well, yeah. And and um, when they finally
1: do get the guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't need Fitz. Oh, of course, Yeah.
0: They've got all the physical evidence. But he can't get anything out of this guy because no matter how hard he's hitting him, no matter how accurately he's talking to it, and I just love going over and the the amnesiac's response at the end of uh, Fitz laying out the whole profile of the killer is like, are you sure you're not the one who needs the psychiatrist?"
1: There's a sadness in you.
0: Yeah, there really is. And so Fitz's immediate thing is to go to the do- the off track betting and try to bet on a dog.
1: Yeah, yeah, he gets frustrated. That's how he really
0: frustration. Yeah.
1: And the guy at the betting. Because it's legal betting.
0: Yeah, it's off track betting. Right. You can it's go to this place. And it's legal and yeah. he's at
1: this place and the guy won't won't won't. won't take bet. his bet. Yeah. Won't well, won't take money,
0: won't take, won't a, take check. a check. Exactly. Right? And then we get the best moment, which is him calling his wife and saying, <laughs> "I haven't had a drink or made a bet in two days. We just saw you try to make a bet." Fitz. Well, not only that, and of course she's she's her just response her response is, is that's perfect because you don't have any money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so perfect.
1: Yeah, her response is just oh, perfect. It is.
0: Oh, it is. Oh, so good. Asked,
1: she's finally just said
0: yeah. And then he's smoking on the train. God. <sighs> Uh, smoke, uh, sorry, yeah. Smoking on the bus. Yeah, smoking on the bus. Well, no, it's a street car, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, doing something you're not supposed to on the bus, and he goes to see the parents and asks to look around her bedroom and try and get some hook into her to explain yeah. why she was targeted. You know, normal profiler stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it's completely understandable.
1: And talks with the mother, and as the mother says, she said, we just want to grieve and we can't. Yeah,
0: we can't until... Oh, until she's dead and she says she's going to leave her husband the minute she's buried. And it's over. Because, because that's she, what my daughter because wants. Because she tried to get me to leave him for X amount of time. Yeah. I Oof. can't quite
1: understand why, because he doesn't seem
0: like a bad guy. No, but I guess he's just, you know, one of these passively distant, abusive type of guys who, you know, not ultra abusive, but is just cold. And then we get the uh, the wonderful scene where he, oh, the, well, wonderful. The horrific scene where he berates the amnesiac and shows all of the pictures of the body over and over and again, while just asking him to name lists of things. Just naming lists of things. City in your, uh, name a city, name a place, name a river, right? Say any number, right? As he's slamming down. <laughs> As he's slamming down he's one patch of a picture to try and like hook him into accidentally saying something. Yeah, and then well, it's a good technique. It's a really good technique.
1: But the guy
0: doesn't have anything.
1: Doesn't have anything. Yeah, except that Tony, uh, except that Fitz looks sad. Yeah.
0: He oh God. It's a you know. brutal thing of him just like begging him to say like, "Look, just let them have peace." Yeah. You know, <laughs> let them have peace, and he's like. And all he can do, all this guy can do, is take pity on Fitz. Yeah, you know, oh, it's
1: it's a it is a strange yeah interview situation. So that you know, right, that there's something definitely weird going on because, I mean, he's functioning all right. It just has this no memory, not yeah. even. His name.
0: Yeah. He can't tell you anything. And there's yeah. something fundamentally strange about that. And one of the thing what I love is Fitz's observation here, right? Because uh, he goes and he talks to Christopher Eccleston because Christopher Eccleston's thought is, okay, well, let's you know put out a thing to the whole country and just say, does anyone know this man? And Fitz is like, yeah, if you do that, then uh, all the defense has to do is say, it's impossible for this man to get a jury trial because you showed his face to everybody as a murderer all over the entire country. Yeah. And yeah, that's an actually, that's a really good point. So they don't do it yet. They don't do it yet. But Fitz points something out, which is really good. And it's our, our great detective. He's thinking deeper than anybody else is. And the whole thing where it's like, you bring in this guy to come at this from a strange angle. That's why he's here. He's like, is it possible this guy didn't do it? And that he's not faking. Christopher Eccleston's like, no. He's (laughs) got blood. He was on the scene. We know he's on the train. And Fitz's response is, both of the murders have occurred around train stations. We know that this is someone who, we know that the killer takes the train regularly. (laughs) But here's the thing. There's no mark on his wrist from him wearing a watch, no tan line, no nothing. And when I asked him what time it was, right, he, he didn't, clock. he looked for a clock. Yeah. He didn't even glance at his wrist reflexively. He looked around the room for a clock and he found a clock. And he's like, this is someone who never wears a watch. And no one, everyone who uses the train regularly, wears a watch, because you always have to know exactly what time you have to be the station by. And I'm like, that's a really good observation. Like, that Um, is just, from a writing standpoint, that's such a fantastic observation for him to have. I love that moment. So yeah, big, big fan of that moment. Uh, So yeah, really great, really great observation. He's uh, kind of amazing. Yes. Uh, But the real question is, and of course, Christopher Eccleston Doesn't want to hear it. Of course.
1: (laughs) Look, I got somebody on the hook here. Why are you doing this to me?
0: Yeah. And they think uh, there's a chance uh, he gave a six-digit number when asked for any number. And they thought, well, that could be the public housing unit number. Because it's six digits. So maybe this is where he lived as a child. Maybe it's where he lives now. And now is when we finally get the Emmy segment, which is one of the creepiest Emmys ever.
1: This guy is...
0: I've forgotten just
1: how weird this
0: Emmy is. I know. But yeah, just his whole thing. Well, it's like his whole, why wouldn't you say, like, of course she's still beautiful. She's as God created her the deeply religious man talking about this horrible wound, these horrible wounds and disassembling the body and thinking of it all as part of, you know, God's plan is, ugh, it's such a creepy scene. Yeah, no, it is. It is a very creepy scene and it's so well, odd all... and sterile. And I loved the, uh the judgment, right? The judgment that Fitz has looking at him. Yeah. just finds it so creepy. Yes. I kind of love that. Yes,
1: they brought the parents in.
0: Uh, first of all, we find out that the killer always shaved the victim's pubic hair in every yes. case. And then they, in a little, you know, cute little thing, they then cut to the amnesiac shaving. Yeah. Just, you know, a little note there that he has two razors. And uh, The guy's like, he must have two razors because you can't really easily shave pubic hair without a nick with the kind of straight razor you cut someone's throat with. So that's two different weapons or things that the guy didn't have on him.
1: Yeah. And they have none of it. And, and Christopher Eccleston keeps pushing his detectives, find the damn thing. Yeah. Just
0: find the knife. It's gotta be there somewhere. Yep. Yeah. So they go to the, uh, they find a location that matches the number. And they uh, talk to the neighbors and say that there was a couple here who had a kid and they're like, well, he left 20 years ago, so I can't tell you if this is him, but he, I know he went to Europe and I know he wanted to be a priest. Yeah. And that's all they find out.
1: Yes. And then, well, yeah, but that is a wonderful scene where the two neighbors are fighting with one another over whether this guy is a nice, you don't tell, you know, and the one that tells them, Tells them this as well. No, and he went off to Roman. That and he was crazy. He was yeah. just a little weird, you know. And the other woman is screaming, "No, he wasn't. How can you say things like that?" And, and then they start fighting. No, and he, no. You the know, faces on the
0: cops, right? No. Oh my God! So <laughs> no. then they take him. Uh, then they take him to. They take the amnesiac, who might be Mister Kelly. Uh, we now know might be a man named Kelly. They take him out to the graveyard to see his parents' graves, his maybe parents' graves. And he's like, I feel nothing looking at this. I don't mention, Uh, you know, it doesn't like register with me at all. Um, I have no feeling from staring at this. So they take him to the local church that this family would have gone to. And the first thing he says "In as he walks in is, why are they speaking English? Yes. If it's just like they changed it to English 20 years ago. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm I'm so, I'm so glad. Right. I, yeah. I, I mean, the one thing that I really like about this episode is a complete understanding of Roman Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> it's going like, they don't get it wrong. The guy does
0: cross himself. He crosses himself completely reflexively.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like, there's a whole bunch of reflexive things. He'd already said something in the second interview, I think, when Fitz is slamming down. But he'd said something that—that's because we we missed that. that That—that's why Fitz says he's got to be Catholic.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that—that's the other thing he says because who else would say that?
0: Yeah. Because it is
1: just—he said it's a it's it's a reflexive um, response, you know, and. like looking at these guys going, oh, "You're not Catholic, are you?" <laughs> Fitz, of course, was raised Catholic, which goes, "Oh yeah, well, I explained a lot." Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um. Of uh, uh, Fitz, you know. Uh. So, will it, it? It. was nice to see this whole episode.
0: Mm-hmm. That. Oh no! It is. It it demonstrates a really in depth understanding of the psychology of this kind of Catholicism.
1: Yeah, and so yes, so the church. And what he was referring to, of course, is that when he went to Rome, the church was still doing all of its um, services. Everything would have been in Latin.
0: But also when he left the country. That's the thing. Because it's it's important that in his head, right? Mm Because if he had spent the last 20 years in Rome, but uh, then, of course, everything would have been in Latin if he had just stayed in Rome for all those masses. But, and this is the key part, the the linguist is telling us he's been in England the last 12 years. And this confuses them because if he is this Kelly guy, the last they heard of them is leaving seminary in Rome 15 years ago. And no record of him coming back to England, no social insurance number, no car licensing, never held a job. So if he is this guy, how has he been in England for 12 years with there being no record of him of any kind? Yeah, you see, and that—that's the one thing that that Fitz doesn't think of. Yeah. Now, it—it de- it, it, it
1: is answered later. It is on.
0: answered perfectly at the end of the episode. At, yeah, at the
1: end of the episode, it's answered perfectly. And—and and the thing is, is that yeah, I mean, I can see this, but somewhere along the line, you—I was going okay, Fitz. You know, the Latin line was really indicative because that be, because you say in rome but no the whole world went vernacular yep after vatican ii and mm-hmm. it you know it took a few years to just kind of click in
0: spread everywhere yeah
1: it spread everywhere but even if he had been in rome it would have all been in italian right because basically to to force the churches to move away from latin they made Latin basically illegal to to use in a service for yeah. a while. You know, no, you can't do the Latin Mass anymore. You know, it has to be in the vernacular. Yeah. Um, and there are churches that rebelled, of course, and we ended up with Opus Dei out of it, so yeah. it wasn't a good idea, but <laughs> it, it did work. Plus, Catholics are not as, uni- as unified as they used to be because... In the old, when everything was Latin right, you could go anywhere in the world. Yeah. Anywhere and now, in the world, if you don't, you always,
0: yeah, and you'd always get the same sermon. You'd always get the same experience.
1: Well, you'd always have the, like, even when the, the, the things were different, uh, everything, all the rights, everything is all exactly the same as you've grown up with, no matter where you are in the world. Whereas
0: now, if you grow up in South America and you go to Germany... How can yeah. you expect to know what anyone is saying?
1: Well, plus, because they allowed them to bring different music, types of music in. Yeah. like There's a whole there's a whole scads of literature on the impact of Vatican II in the 70s on Roman Catholic, the creation structures, the infrastructure.
0: Yeah. I mean, Churches the idea scads. was to broaden the appeal and make it more relevant to people, but it ends up just splintering and factoring because the last time they tried to make... Catholicism more relevant to people, we got the Protestant Reformation.
1: Well, that isn't what started the
0: Protestant. I know. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about like the accessibility yes. of printing the Bible. Oh, well, no. Printing the
1: Bible. Yeah. Then the Bible became accessible. Yeah. And then Martin Luther translated into D. Heilige Schrift yeah. and that's it. Yes, I mean, that's there, what I'm talking it, about. It was the printing press that made it.
0: Yeah. Available. And that was a big attempt to make uh the Bible accessible to everybody and it you know, Protestant Reformation and fracturing of the faith.
1: A major fracture.
0: Major yeah. fracture. Of course it had already fractured because there's always the Eastern Church that we never talk about, but that's a whole other conversation. We never talk about the
1: Bizen- <laughs> Byzantine Church. <laughs> the Byzantine and we, and,
0: Empire. Yeah. And
1: remember, England, England had already split from Rome. Yep. Way, way earlier. Century. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, way, way earlier.
0: Yeah. The Anglicans were already a thing. Which yeah. uh, led to a civil war at one point, but that's yeah. a whole other conversation. And the beheading of the king—we're not, not doing it. Yeah, well, we're not we're doing not the doing history of England. But it is kind of funny <laughs> that it's like uh, we won't—we want to force the—we want to force the Scots to use our prayer book. I guess we're gonna have to cut off the king's head over this. Such a ridiculous thing. To yes, have yes. a civil, I know there were other causes of the Civil War, but that was a not insignificant part of it. Well, come on, though,
1: Cromwell was Cromwell.
0: Cromwell was gonna Cromwell no matter what.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Cromwell, and he was. I mean, he was an indefatigable, <laughs> fundamental. Oh, he was
0: as hardcore as they. Were. Oh, yeah. I mean, he
1: was. He was. He was a hard-nosed Bible. Yeah. Something Old Testament Christian.
0: Yeah, he was the real deal. They used to I, call them fire breathing preachers.
1: Yeah. yeah, he was. And, you know, um, mm. it was interesting. But as all revolutions all right. it ended when his. Uh,
0: well, he did he not. Well, no, but I mean, it's that's the thing that happens in all the revolutions, which is he did not have, um, you know, uh, he did not plan for a successor, a plan for succession. It happened with the communist revolution too.
1: Yeah, his son, his son couldn't cope, and 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 he was the one that set up the parliament. Yeah, right. So what was he going to do? <laughs> <So> you know, <laughs> you 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 can't set up a succession for a parliament, and there was already as long as he was around, he had the power yeah, to cut sheer it together, force of will it to hard. keep it together. Yeah, and then people did want to take things a little easier because he was. I
0: it
1: mean, it was hardcore. It's like all these places. I mean, he was like the Council of Trent. My good God. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, do the hardcore stuff. Oh, like take it back to some time when you have heretics. And what do we get? The, the witch hunts,
0: you know? We get witch burnings <laughs> is what we get. All right. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> to get back to the show, they're in a situation where, now they have to let him go. But the guy doesn't want to run off anywhere. He genuinely wants to find out who he is and what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so what he does is, he says to him, uh, you know, Fitz says to him, you know, come and, you know, move in with me. And, you know, I will just essentially be working with you 24 hours a day until we figure this out. Yeah. And they uh, And we see the lady cop, who's going to be very important going forward in the show yeah uh being told to you know get people tea and coffee and drive and so Fitz is like oh great she's the one who gets you know to as the coffee girl even though she's a detective I can probably use this to manipulate her. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which is nice and he which goes he into does. a backstory of like you've got a bunch of brothers and you were always the one who had to take care of everything where they got to be well, kids. You had right? to do the
1: ironing while they got to go out and play football.
0: Oh, yeah. Exactly. That was the line, right? And that's why you have such a chip on your shoulder and you have to constantly assert yourself. And you let end up letting everyone treat you the same way now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Fitz has taken him to the dog track. <laughs> of course. And while at the dog track, uh, Kelly, the amnesiac, sees someone that he recognizes. Except and the this guy, guy sees is afraid of him
1: and runs away. And runs
0: away. And he just chases after him, demanding to know, uh, you know, why yeah. do I, why, how do you know me? Which is called, how do right I know right? you? Because do he know? does how do recognize him. Oh yeah, he sees him and he recognizes him right away. Uh, but the guy flees. And so Fitz was busy, you know, making another bet while that happened. (laughs) So he turns around and Kelly has disappeared. And so now he's like, oh, did I do this wrong? Have I? He does have a moment of, did I just get taken?
1: And then he, so he calls the cops.
0: But uh, luckily, Kelly comes right back, just having, with a broken nose, just having been headbutted.
1: Yeah. And we never do find out who that guy
0: was well no we do it's the reason he didn't have a wallet on while he was lying in the brush a guy came along and found him and stole his wallet that's why he didn't have any id on him after he got thrown out of the train that's the guy who, that's oh. the guy who stole his wallet and that's why the guy and that's why he recognized him because he saw him after he had the mental break it was yeah. the first face he saw after he had the mental break was this guy stealing his wallet. Which is why he
1: remembers him. Which is yes. why
0: he remembers him. Exactly. Yeah. And so now they ha- we have the scene where the mother pleads with the, uh, with the public, not revealing the guy's face or anything, but just to say, uh, has anyone, if you feel threatened on a train, if you saw a creeping eye on the train on any of these days, if anything suspicious comes out, please tell us right away. And we see that Fitz and his son and Kelly are all watching the broadcast. And we got the son, which is a great moment. It's like, looking back and forth, Uh, did he just bring a murderer into the house? (laughs) And then they finally show the face, saying he's from the Northwest, saying his name might be Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Does anyone know who he is? And what I loved, though, right, was, uh, first off, love two things one son locks himself in his room yeah that night. No, and
1: that, like, like and these are all these little things that i love about the writing of this
0: yeah the little details like that, yeah. that really stick with you like yeah i really think i'll lock my door
1: tonight
0: <laughs> uh, and so then um but the interesting a note i liked was something that you would never see in the American news. Maybe you don't even really see it in the British news, and this is just a flight of fancy by the writer. But the guy at the end of the broadcast saying, just FYI, remember, the kind of violent crime uh, we're talking about in this broadcast is incredibly rare and there's almost no chance you're ever going to it's ever going to happen to you. Yeah. It's literally oh. the opposite of what the American news does.
1: Oh yeah. Well, the BBC is, is very what,
0: careful about that kind of stuff.
1: Well, yes. Well, you know, they they want to keep everybody, you know, they don't want to cause fear and all the rest of it and, yep. because they, and so you kind of, it's very strange because of course they've had some of the first no, noted cases of serial killing, right? Yep. I'm, and you know, they've had the Yorkshire Ripper and the rest of it. And I, I'm talking recent, like in the in the 20th century, right? Not the Jack the Ripper stuff, which yeah. was its own thing. But, you know, so they've had the odd thing, which there is a reference to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This guy isn't married. Like he doesn't have any rings and he doesn't have any,
0: yeah.
1: any, any anything on his hands that would indicate he'd ever worn a ring, so he's not married.
0: Mm-hmm. So Um, then, but mysteriously that night, they get a call from a woman claiming to be his wife, who he's been married to for 18 years. So the next. yes, uh, That's when Fitz knows there's something wrong here. Oh yeah. But they get on a train nonetheless and head up North to try and see if this is his wife. And then we get another great scene with the two of them on the train and Fitz just claiming he drinks and smokes and gambles because he likes it. And Kelly asks him, "You know what is the cause of this void in your life?" Yes, and he's like, "Clue," (laughs) (laughs) because of course it's like again another pretty good clue about who this guy is. Uh, Yes, but yes, he is unfortunately disturbed to discover that no, she's just a crazy lady who wanted attention. Yep, eighteen, and he is absolutely bereft. Yes. At finding this out. yeah, He's like so desperate to find out this missing part of his life. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I know. It's... And that's uh, the whole Fitz thing that I loved, right? <laughs> Such a brutal line. He's like, that's women. You know, if they had said on the broadcast uh, that you were suspected of murder, it wouldn't have just been one woman <laughs> saying she <laughs> was married to you. It would be. It would have been hundreds. And then he starts talking about okay, the
1: whole thing. He said, "Yeah,
0: yeah. If we had a soap well, opera just made up where all the men were convicted murderers, it would be the highest rated program. His show would bring." <laughs> and he's. And what I love is my response is that all of this yelling by Fitz has allowed Kelly to profile him. And his response to this monstrous misogynistic rant is. You know, I'm sure she'll come back to you. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> so good.
1: <laughs> Which shows that oh. even if he doesn't remember anything, there's something about what he does, yeah, that he does remember. Yep. But like that, that comes out automatically as opposed to it's not a memory. No. It's just an automatic response, an automatic
0: instinct to hearing that as, kind of stuff. As if he
1: might have been hearing confession
0: Ooh. at some point in his life. Yep. Right.
1: And he knows so he does know some like it's it's um it's an interesting way they create him so that we get these kind of little clues.
0: Yeah. that are leading they out. lay it out perfectly. They yeah.
1: do. I I was so happy. I was
0: yeah. so happy. And it's such <laughs> a good payoff. So um, we get a great scene now where um, a guy claiming to be a Catholic priest calls Bill Burrow. That's um he's Bill Burrow, the uh Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. And says that uh, someone confessed to him. The guy I saw on the telly confessed to me two months ago that he killed a woman, right? And I didn't say anything about it. But now that he's killed again, I can't, you know, I can't Be quiet keep quiet anymore. Because I There's saw the woman picture. Underneath, yeah, I saw the pictures. I know it's him. There's a woman underneath a pier on wherever, right? Yeah. I don't remember the specific place. And they That's do, exactly. in fact, find a body down there. Yeah. The so first—that's quite a thing, and so then we see the. Uh, uh, so they bring fr- him back in, of course. Of course, they have to bring him back in. Yeah, and but before they do, we get another great scene where he, uh, where the the guy cuts is preparing potatoes, right? The Kelly is preparing yes. potatoes at Fitz's place, and he accidentally cuts his hand, and he has a horrific memory of trying to kill a chicken. Yes, and not doing a good job, and having the chicken die in his arms, bleeding slowly, uh, and that's when the cops show up to take him in.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> when the cops. Although I did like the line with the uh, with 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 the guy who was who is the killer. I mean, the the yeah. guy who was is actually the killer, and yeah. and. So Eccleston is trying to keep him on the phone mm-hmm. and wants him to talk more. And he says, no, he said, I'm Catholic, right? <laughs> I, I'm a Catholic priest. I said, I shouldn't even be saying anything. And Eccleston is pushing him and he says, you're not Catholic, are you? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then it is it, it, anyway. So we get the remark from Fitz later on.
0: Yeah, but we do have a great moment, though. But now uh, we're going to yes. With with Penhaglian, before we get to the next interrogation. Uh that's the woman's name the woman cop's name. Pen Penhaglian? I just yes. I'm sh- Penhaglian. yes, that's her last It's it's a hard name to say. Pen-A-Glian. We'll come up with Penhaglian, where uh she gets badgered into being the one who does the notification with the new dead body, which <laughs> Ugh. Because <laughs> again, Cause Fitz, is right. Fitz is right. Fitz is <laughs> right. They make her do all of these jobs.
1: Yeah, the well, yes, because the guys aren't good at that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then they come to interrogate Kelly again. Yeah. And uh, and then we have the wonderful scene where Fitz is like, you've got to let me see him. Right. I, can, I need to do i Like, I've, you've got to let me see him. I need to talk to him. And he gets refused. They won't let him. So. And he manages to luck into being an elevator with Penhaglian. And demands that she help him on the case. Yeah, another and fantastic she scene. She starts screaming,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so they're all rushing down. So these cops are all rushing down to the elevator doors. Yeah, when it's opening, right? And she walks out. Mm-hmm. You know, just just testing.
0: Just so yeah, testing. he's like, give me a list of every. I need to just get me a list of everybody. Who was on the, uh, everybody who was on the train, who was single and Catholic, and I'll find you your killer. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and then you'll get all the credit you won't be have to be a chauffeur anymore. Yeah.
1: You'll have a, you know, it's, yeah, so.
0: But then we get this horrible scene where the the cops are interrogating Kelly again and asking if he did it. Like, your priest said he did it, so there, you did it, and he's like, I guess you're right. And then he has this horrible thing where he's like, uh, let me get, co- okay, well, if I did this, let me confess to a priest and then we can do this. And they refuse to let him see a priest.
1: Which was a mistake on their part. Oh yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. mean, that was what was so interesting is they refused to let him. Yeah. Go to confession basically.
0: Yeah. It's a really weird choice, but the, um, and then he has the horrible thing that he's like, I thought that if another body turned up while I was in custody, you know, I didn't do it. And now uh, the thing I wished for happens and it's just made everything worse. And I'm like, oh, you poor man.
1: No, no. He said it didn't happen. No, what but the new said... body
0: has turned up, but it's an old body. So it doesn't change. Oh, it. the old body. Yeah, yeah that's what he said. Like a new body is yeah. turned up, but it's an old body. That's the thing.
1: Yes, and he said he said, and I feel so bad that that I was wishing someone else's death. Yeah, to prove you know, and of course, so and that's that's all he says. Yeah, and then Penaglian agrees to
0: but work. But before with before that, we do see Fitz. You keep
1: saying this to me. Okay, yeah, before this.
0: Before that, we do see Fitz back at the Daw, the off-track betting, yeah. trying to
1: put in a bet, yeah,
0: put in a bet, and getting refused to have credit. And when he gets home, that's when Penaglian is there yeah Ready to work together, which is going to become a fruitful partnership over the rest of the show. Yes, so he goes in right, and he gets to see Kelly again, and now we get their final conversation
1: What a, what a final conversation, Oh, you know, yeah,
0: it's so good, oh,
1: poor Penaglian, yeah. <laughs> Denver, Denver, but
0: I loved right. I I just <laughs> oh. love. I love the one. He's like he's single. The um the. I love his his jump because it makes so much sense. As, it's it's a j- out of nowhere jump, but it's a jump that the second he says it, you're like, of course you could assume that. He's like he's single. He's Catholic and he's clean shaven. And Kelly's like, how do you know he's clean shaven? He's like, he goes to the trouble of removing all the hair from the women he's killed. You think he's not going to shave himself? Yeah. He's obsessed and with cleanliness.
1: Yes. Then he goes and has this whole, he has this whole thing. He says, well, it was probably, he's either was early getting hair or late getting hair. Yeah. And I think he, he was early, probably the it. first one and then became obsessed with this.
0: And yeah. And it's the become at the like the, the core of his psychosis about the dirtiness of women.
1: Yes. And yeah. then, so then he goes, but, Penaglian gets him into an interview with
0: yeah and with goes her. yeah and, and then and
1: he lays into Penaglian.
0: uh yeah goes into her he, oh
1: he lays he it you know you know making this connection right and goes into him and he's pushing this guy pushing this guy by beating on Penaglian. yep right and this guy can't stand stop doing this to her and blah 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 and he's So, and so Fitz manages to push him far enough that he starts to have flashbacks. Yep. He has flashbacks.
0: And he remembers walking down a train passageway and seeing a man get pushed out, essentially pushed out of the train passageway because a woman found him creepy. Yeah. And then the guy mentioned, you know, only ever loving two women, his mother and the Virgin Mary, which yes. Jesus Christ. Ugh. And so no. he went to get both, some of them, uh, both John
1: Paul II. Yeah. Exactly the same. His uh, mother, and the Virgin Mary. Yeah. And he wrote poetry to the Virgin, love poetry to the
0: Virgin Mary. Don't get me it's started religious. on that stuff. It is, I know, I know.
1: It's religious, so it's okay.
0: It's,
1: it's metaphor. <laughs>
0: So it's fine. Who could blame him? So so Kelly went to get both of them tea. And when he came back, the guy had brutally attacked the woman. He -hmm. was in mid-brutal attack. And the guy chased him and shoved him off the train before he could attract any attention. And so that's what happened. (laughs) We finally know that he's innocent. We have confirmation as far as Fitz can tell. And so they go through. And so now that Penhaglian is convinced, they go through the list of uh, unmarried Catholic guys in their mid thirties on the train that fit the general description that he is married, uh, that he is remembered. And then boom. Mm-hmm. And and, they have
1: two names. They only he, have two names.
0: I, I did love the line uh, where Penhaglian's like, how did you, what about the, the if if he didn't do it, what about the call from the priest? It's like, that was the killer. <laughs> He
1: says, you're not, again,
0: you're not Catholic,
1: are you? This is the, if this he was the one he's thing not a Roman Catholic, Catholic priest, because yeah. he would never, if he was a Roman Catholic priest, he would have never broken the confessional.
0: Yeah.
1: Like a guy may be Catholic. Oh
0: yeah. You know?
1: And he is of course, because otherwise he wouldn't be hung up on the Virgin Mary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because Virgin Mary is, is a Byzantine and a particular Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Thing right, even Anglicans are not. There are a few Anglicans that are big, but yeah, they're few and far between. And the rest of it, Protestantism just doesn't even deal with that at all.
0: Yeah. So they go and they uh they talk to the father. Yeah. Right. They talk to the father of the uh of the missing guy Michael. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, who is a day drinker who lives in a mess of a house. And uh, hey, uh, guess what? His wife died a year ago. Yep, yep. The guy's mother just died quite recently.
1: Yes, and not only that, but you you see in the house, you see all these pictures. Of
0: him and his mother. Uh, They're
1: all iconic, either of him and his mother. They're the pictures of the
0: Virgin Mary
1: and the saints. And he shaves Uh, with
0: a straight razor. Or he's got a straight razor in the house that he uses. So, yeah, that's that's all you need to know. So they know where he's driven from, right? Well, and they know where he's going. He yeah, from the train. As they say, he, he he's used... catching the 320 to Leeds.
1: Yes, the father does know that. Because yep. he's still in at home with his father yeah. is a mess. Yeah. And uh, so they're going to go.
0: They're going to rush to catch the train to get to the next stop and beat him there. So they rush off and thank heavens manage to interrupt him before he kills another woman.
1: Yeah.
0: It's it's a very satisfying ending. They catch him. <laughs> we have the great moment where Fitz and him go <laughs> running off the train and it looks like they're about to be hit by a train. I thought that was great. they <laughs>
1: I'm going, and we will never know whether Fitz knew that that
0: train the Train was, was going to turn to. or not. I know. It was, not. It was yeah. coming I right mean, for them. Yeah. And then it oh, was pretty fantastic. The
1: switch was on and sent it off onto another track.
0: Yeah. Like they're right near the switch, so. And then I we think. we end it like so abruptly, right? Yeah. Uh where he as he says out, he's talking to Kelly in the car and Kelly finds out he didn't even know his parents were dead. Because right. and this is the big reveal <laughs> when he left the seminary, it's because he couldn't handle the world and taking confession and dealing with people, so he became a monk. And the reason he didn't know anything about any popular culture is he's literally been living in a monastery for 15 years. And he decided to go out and see what the world was like, and on his first day out, he saw (laughs) a serial killer and got pushed out of a train. (laughs) He decided, (laughs) no,
1: didn't like the world after all.
0: I really do belong back in this place.
1: Yeah. This is where I belong.
0: To the point where, and it's like, it's such a nice moment. Yeah. And who know where he literally has them drop off, him off yeah. outside the gates of the place. Because there's a driveway. They could drive him right up to the front door. No, they
1: couldn't have. She's, she's a woman. Oh right, she's a woman. The kind of monastery he was yeah,
0: in, she's not even allowed to. She drive wouldn't anybody. even be
1: allowed on the land.
0: I just think it's an it, it's an interesting thing that yeah. it's important for him too, though, to not bring anything of the outside world. Yes, yes. Oh no, yeah, he's not letting Fitz. But even... you're right. Even Fitz shouldn't come in. Yeah, because no. it's not well, like Fitz, Fitz could, could have walk him gone in. With him to the but door. he would not have been comfortable with that. No, he didn't want Fitz yeah. anywhere this is it this is where he will spend the rest of his life i mean the thing is like watching it i mean not only is this the performance of i mean people think of him as hagrid now and that's fine like before this he was only thought of as a comedy actor yes and now people know him as hagrid but it's like this is the performance of this man's life robbie coltrane is so incredible on this show and you can already you, you can already see it but from the first from the jump you can't take your eyes off of him mm-hmm. right i mean it's, it's... I mean,
1: it, is, it is it is an amazing performance yeah. i uh i mean you well you you watch the first one and that was it you were hooked
0: yeah i mean and
1: you had to watch the rest of them absolutely
0: and we never because missed an can, episode
1: he can he can be he's good at his job he can be such a reasonable man Mm-hmm. You know, he yells at people that are inappropriate because what we forgot was that when, when, when they're going to go, they they call back to Eccleston.
0: <laughs> they call back to Eccleston. Who wants you know, to Eccleston yell at says, him. Well, how do you know? How do you know who this is? He says, "Well, you already talked to him. You already he talked to the killer, and you didn't know who he was. You know, you already talked yeah. to the killer. He's the guy that called in the you the know, fake tip, so claiming to be fake a priest." Tipped. Yeah. Oh my God. Such. A, oh my God. It's such a good scene. Yeah. But it's like one thing after another. This this show, it's just, again, firing it on all cinder, cylinders all the time.
1: I still think there's. I mean, when I'm. It's funny. Well, thing when is, we get to the remember. third
0: season, we're going to have a talk about like White Ghost and things like that. Yeah. You know, like, the, there's a couple episodes in the last season that I don't remember as fondly.
1: Well, who knows when we look but at who it? Who knows
0: when we look back what we're going to think, right? But yeah. the, I think it's the first episode of season two, right? Um, the one with Robert Carlyle. About the guy who, you know, wants to murder to be famous. And it's just that it's like, I remember that as being one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. So I'm so excited to get back to that one.
1: Well, let's, let's just, I mean, I'm sitting here going, well, that, it's got
0: Robert Carlyle. Yeah, I know Robert is the killer. Everything of course, else, it's going to be you know? good, but like, it, yeah, is it as good as I remember it is what I want.
1: Well, to I don't, I don't know. This is as good. I haven't seen it. In so long. In so long. I mean, we're talking now, this is 2023. So yes, we're talking 30 years. Um, yeah. and it was because it started in 1993. Um. It's 30 years, and I don't think I've seen it in between. Yeah. And so it has stuck in my mind forever as just about the best yeah. representation of this kind of a person. I mean, to think of him as doing comedy. Because the funny thing is, is that I don't remember him doing comedy prior to this. I know, but he I was. never really seeing him. No, I knew that he was. And I knew he was on all these shows. But mm-hmm. I don't ever remember seeing him because we didn't see an awful lot of British TV back no, then. No, we didn't. And it wasn't something that would have been that. What? No, I shouldn't say that. But we had we had a, we had PBS of course, and that was a most the place where you would see most. But the most they brought over were these kinds of dramas mm-hmm. and other kinds of dramas. The CBC might put on British stuff too, um, but it was always. Not so much the comedies. Monty Python was was probably the a real exception. Nowadays, you see all the lighter comedies and stuff. But Coltrane, and plus I think Coltrane was like all of his comedies were very integral, like you to British light. Yeah. Like the problem with the comedies that he was in is that there was no way to get...
0: To translate them to our sensibilities, because you just need the cultural stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, you need the cultural stuff. And for comedy, (coughs) it's very necessary. Mm -hmm. And it isn't like something like Absolutely Fabulous, which, you know, you can kind of connect to. Um,
0: Their shallowness is universal on Absolutely Fabulous.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a universal, you know, it's a Kardashian's... Exactly. It's the same kind of person. Same kind of people. Um, Mm -hmm. so it, that is easy to understand. So yeah, it's, um, so this was probably my first real
0: rewatch uh, of it.
1: Yeah. Re rewatch of it. He's been on, who did he play? He, was he in Canadian
0: director, horror Canadian director, David Cronenberg, Cronenberg's British thing. I don't think so. I mean, uh, you, you're you talking, of course, about um, Eastern Promises. Yeah. I don't know if he was in that. I don't remember him being in that. He but was I in, he's, he's been in some other um, one of these
1: things where he was. Maybe it was a James, James Bond movie.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he was the Russian guy in uh, Goldeneye and uh, World is Not Enough.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's so what we, you're
0: thinking that's of. The other, yeah.
1: yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Not Eastern Valentin
0: Prop- Zukovsky. There, boom, right yes. off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, whoa, whoa. While while playing cracker. Same the same yeah. same exact time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So <coughs> you know there are um
0: yeah the man uh, the man is uh like again it's this incredible performance. It's on Britbox right now. You all can just watch it whenever you want. Yeah. And everyone should because it is one of these performances that has to be seen to be believed and I got to say you got um you got to give credit to the guy playing Kelly, because yes. to to not be blown off the screen by Robbie Coltrane in this show, right? it kind of, it's something else. He does yeah, a fantastic well, job.
1: And what I would what I would say to that is that they did manage to usually pick,
0: um, well, yeah. Like I said, the second season, I think opener, it's it's Robert Carlyle.
1: Yeah, it's Robert Carlyle, people who could um yeah. at least keep up with him, shall we say? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I am yeah, not going to team. um Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, um
0: it's not an easy thing to be on screen with Robert Carlyle in these kinds of scenes, but he he pulls it off. Uh, he does a he that actor does a fantastic job in this episode and I mean, to not be just completely overwhelmed. You need a Christopher Eccleston. I think it's Adrian something who played uh Kelly. But it's like you need these actors who can stand. And I mean, uh the his the woman who will be his longtime, you know, on the cop I, associate on the show. Oh, her, she's fantastic. Yeah. Ooh, as well. Like just everybody on this show is so good. This is that rare show where it's just everything. Is firing on all cylinders all the time. So, yeah. Uh, very excited. Very excited to watch the rest of it. Guess what? I'm looking at IMDb. Yeah.
1: And there is no listing here. Okay. Eccleston is Bill Burrow.
0: Yeah. Bill Burrow. Okay. Thank you.
1: The other guy is back.
0: Okay. There you go. Okay.
1: Is. So. I'm looking here, looking for Kelly. There's got to be,
0: you know. What was, Kelly. Well,
1: is that his, I thought that was his last name. No, the, the character's name is Kelly, yeah. Yeah, I know, and I'm looking here. Scene of crime. Mark Fitzgerald, Judith. There, there is nothing here.
0: Scene of the crime is not the first episode.
1: No, 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 I know. I'm at the first episode. Oh, the one I didn't know. Part one,
0: okay? okay?
1: Maybe if I go to part two, he will be there. But there's nobody that.
0: Go to part two, see if he's listed as Kelly there. Maybe he's not listed as Kelly in the first half.
1: Well, no, he's not listed at all because there's no extra people. I can figure out who everybody else is. That's who it is, Adrian Dunbar.
0: Adrian Dunbar. Okay.
1: Thank you. Yeah. they, They put him into part two once he had a name. Oh, that's cute. But you'd think that if they could put guard, they could have done... <laughs> they could
0: have put, you know, other... amnesiac, amnesiac in part one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it really is a special show. And, I mean, it's the kind of show that has stuck with me all of this time. So, you know, I'm glad that it's as good as I remember it. And, yeah, that Robbie Coltrane.
1: Oh, and the character he plays there yeah. is
0: just... such a He's so horrible. He just oh. is. He is the worst, and that's why we can't stop watching him. Yes. All right. Uh, so we're going to wrap this up here. You're going to join us back here next week for the next episode, which is a three parter. Yeah. Which is crazy. But yeah, there's the one with three. It's three hours instead of the normal two we associate with this. But you know what? They gave them as much space as they needed based on the quality of the scripts. And spoiler alert, the scripts were very high quality. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, God, yeah. They tried <laughs> to do. They tried to do an American one with uh, Robert Pastorelli. Didn't work. No. Partially because you can't do this in one hour. That's called fits. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you just it couldn't. It's
1: called fits. There yeah. you go.
0: You just couldn't do it in one hour. Partially because you can't build the kind of characters you need to to do this show in one hour. Well, like, you exactly. cannot build the rapport you need to. Right, in a single hour, you cannot get us that much into the world in a single hour. So. Yeah, and
1: have yeah because the interviews are critical, but yeah. you have to set them up. Yeah, and that's in an hour you can't do that. Well, it's not even an hour. Back when yeah, it's
0: forty-four when
1: minutes, it, it, fits, it would have been forty-five minutes maybe, yeah, maybe minutes.
0: Yeah, so there um,
1: for the American script. Yeah, because you have the title cards and the end cards exactly.
0: So th- yeah, that takes so you much just time. just don't have enough time to tell the story yeah. the and way it they did in the original. And back and maybe, then, they wouldn't do multi-part. Like this was before the age yeah. of multi-part episodes. Like Wise yeah. Guy invented it's modern part. television, but people were too scared to do what Wise Guy did for years and years and years.
1: Yeah, um, and I was going to say, and maybe that's why the Korean. You see the South Korean things that are TV shows. Mm-hmm. Because I cannot tell you that they are 45 minutes long. No. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they go 48 minutes. Sometimes they go 51 minutes. <laughs> sometimes they're 58 minutes. Sometimes it all depends on Sometimes the we're
0: in an episode of Vincenzo where every single episode is a full movie.
1: Yeah, it's a full movie, right? Um, but even in these, even when there were Our consistency, like even in the what you would we would call serialized shows,
0: yeah,
1: right. Because even this was broken down for, I some kind of series on TV, right? So it's like forty-five minutes and forty-five minutes. You know, they're pretty consistent in terms of that. Um, but it's it depends on where you put your commercials. I think that's true. You know, because even in, like, in France, in Holland, in Germany, I don't know what they do now.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: what I used to know is that, and even British TV would do this too, right? You put your, you would show something, and then you would have your little newscast, maybe, and your commercial breaks. You don't put the breaks in the middle of the show.
0: No. Or sometimes so, you have a show oh, where sometimes you'd have a show, and this is the thing they would do. Where at exactly the halfway point, there's a commercial break. And there's mm-hmm. just one commercial break in the show at exactly the halfway point of the episode. Yeah, they so would the episodes do that. Are broken into two halves.
1: Yes, which means that you could, but it would then be still smoother.
0: Oh, much right. smoother. Yeah. Much, much smoother. What they do and... in America with the five-act structure. Yes, yeah, so have you to have to keep have... Coming up with cliffhangers over and over and over again. Yeah, you know, you got it, you got it, you got to have. I do not envy American TV writers that.
1: No, no, not at all. Because I'm thinking you have to have your introductory 30 yeah. seconds, and then you have to have your. What transition to the you know, to the the transition thirty seconds so that We're you'll handing come handing
0: the story over to well no, here's where we hand the story over to the cops and then here we have to have a revelation of the threat escalating and they find something out, but really everything has just gotten worse and that has to happen three more times. <laughs> you know, I mean
1: Ugh. oh
0: Lord. but everything is, is commercial and making money in oh, the United course.
1: States is and- i they make their money differently in other countries and it it works and as a consequence tv in these other countries is consistently so much better
0: yeah and it's not like there's not bad shows in other countries oh. but the standard of television is much higher than we get here as a general rule yeah also they're willing more willing to take chances but that's a whole other conversation uh all right yeah, well, and- but before we go uh we're about to this up but we're not doing a sunday show this week uh we might be doing a sunday show next week but i just wanted to touch on just the political just, just a, just a just little touch on trump the political arrested. thing on the moment <laughs> yeah. we're just gonna say how crazy is it that trump might have been arrested by the time people listen to this maybe i, I mean, mean. It's, well the thing is it's like I, I would normally say there's no chance Trump's getting arrested. I mean, yeah, he's constantly committed crimes. And if he were anyone but Donald Trump, he would have been arrested a hundred times over. That's just the case. He's just, you know, uh, uh, he's just a criminal in every way you can be a criminal. Like, but, and this is the interesting part. And you say, well, is he a murderer? I'm like, well, he went out of his way to have people executed just so he could, you know, get the thrill of signing a death warrant. So I'd call him a murderer. You know, I'd, I'd go there, but that's that's. But a whole but other you, you're not, you're not. Yes,
1: that's a different conversation. That's a whole other conversation. But just the fact that that it's
0: like, I never, I did not think we'd be hearing that this week. But it's like when Donald Trump, because no one was saying anything, anything about this, and then he out of nowhere announces that he's going to be arrested on Friday on Tuesday, so on, Tuesday I on Friday no, no on Friday he announces oh he's on Friday he announces i phrased yeah. that really badly sorry. I, <laughs> sorry that one's on me uh but yeah like uh it's it's crazy he just announces out of nowhere on Tuesday i'm going to get arrested and he does all of his whole civil war illegitimate government blah 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 stuff but it's like that really sounds like his lawyers had the turn yourself in conversation yeah Because, by the way, just people, a lot of people don't know this. If you're a rich guy, like, so there are most people because of television, they only associate, you know, being arrested with the cops catch you doing something and put on handcuffs. But really, with this kind of uh, crime where they have to prove it, where they have to investigate and prove, what generally happens is they will get a warrant for for you from the uh, grand jury. And then the cops will call up your attorney and negotiate a surrender, i.e. you have to turn yourself in at this place at this time. Like, we are going to be issuing a warrant for you. Turn yourself in at this place at this time. And that seems to be what Trump is talking about, that his lawyer just got that call.
1: That seems to be what it sounds like. Well, the grand jury, it
0: was pretty clear the grand jury was going to indict (laughs) Yeah, was gonna how could they reject. not? Yeah, again, it's not like he was subtle about all the crimes he committed. Okay, we may talk about this next Sunday. That's what I'm saying. Like, what, we don't bill, know
1: anything yet. When We're, are we going to have the Texas judges ruling? Texas on Judge. the
0: abortion bill. Uh, that should be this week too.
1: Yeah, So you know we may have a few things. <laughs> we are probably going
0: to have a Sunday show next week. Yeah,
1: to uh, scream about next Tuesday. Yeah, so,
0: but I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to say. How crazy is it that after all this time, Trump might actually get arrested for some of the evil stuff he's done? Hey. Kind of crazy, right? Uh, hey, I, I, I'll I, be surprised. Oh, no, I'll be surprised, but I'll be happy. And, and I mean, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but one really good to think, thing to think about is, if the man gets arrested, that remove if anybody, it, it could be a domino effect. I.e., once you've arrested this guy for his crimes, it could remove, like, the, the lock everyone else had in place of, well, I can't arrest him because he's the president. Well, somebody did, so maybe they start charging him with all of his other stuff. Maybe they start charging his kids with all of their stuff. You know, like, there's a lot of crimes going around. Well, night.
1: we will find out and we will discuss next week. Uh, and we won't do it when we do Cracker.
0: No, of course not. Um, we'll do it. It'll, we'll it'll do be a, a separate show. If if he gets arrested and if some other stuff happens, you, we'll be back for a regular Sunday show. Yeah. Uh, where we, you know, whip up a quick angry screed about some stuff. In our normal Sunday show fashion. fashion. Exactly. All right. Uh, So until then, though, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling related fiction you'd like us to check out, please drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If uh, you were listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, rate and review. That's how people find the show. We're going to see you here next time. Maybe, you know sooner than you think Uh, but until then I'm going to say that's right au revoir
1: and have a good week
0: Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network